Welcome to Moneyball Minute. I'm Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MazMoneyball.com, and I thought I'd come to you this morning with a quick hit post because even though it's the All-Star break, there was somehow a lot of Mavericks news Friday following the victory over the uh, New Orleans Pelicans to close out the pre-All-Star break schedule. Uh, For those of you who missed it, Luka Doncic went on an absolute tear and scored a ton of points. Uh, there were a couple of really, really good pieces the last couple of days um, throughout the rest of Dallas media, and I just wanted to kind of shine the light on them in case you happen to miss. Callie Kaplan of the Dallas Morning News did a one-on-one interview with Luka Doncic. I really recommend you go read it if you haven't done the whole thing. But she talked; uh, she got a number of, of answers out of Luka and, and you know things that he doesn't always really talk about. It's been interesting. Since the Porzingis trade, I think he's, he's opened up a little bit. He's been a little more um Tim uh, McMahon said it's it, it, like young players tend to refer to to doing to the media it's almost like doing math homework like they'll do the bare minimum but I, I think the last several weeks he's been a lot more open and just a little more self-deprecating it's been it's been very um it's been very something to see I I don't know you know what it means for the future but I I, I enjoyed it and you know when he talked with um Callie, he had a lot to say, you know, she asked him a number of different questions, all-star break related stuff, you know, talked about, uh, asked him about LeBron James. And he said, you know, LeBron is one of the, he's one of the best players ever to play the game. As a kid, I look up to him. So it's a really special moment when he picks me. I'm really glad that he picks me. I think that team is going to win again, hopefully. So I'll be 3-0 after this. I guess I didn't realize that Luka was actually 3-0 in the all-star game. I sort of hope that he actually plays hard. He he doesn't really have memorable um, all-star moments. He has that one really fun moment with uh, uh, Trey in the, in the rookie um, sophomore, like that sort of challenge. I think it was the international players versus American players. There's some really good photos from that. Um, he, he, he noted to Callie that he's going to be joined by his mom, his girlfriend, um, and that his father is actually going to be making the trip. Uh, I, I really, some Slovenian uh, followers have kind of, Inform me a little bit about the relationship, sort of the complicated nature of it, and it's it's uh, it's. I just think it's pretty cool that his dad's doing uh, his best to to come to more of these things. Um, he also talked to Callie about his slow start, <laughs> and it's so funny looking back now how many people were just insistent upon the fact that he was fine and we were being rude, which is just not the case. Uh, he he said that you know it's it's um, his diet has really become a big focus. He told Callie, quote, chicken and rice and vegetables is the most popular with me because I don't eat seafood. It's mostly just eating healthier. That's the key to being here. And I can tell you as a 37 year old man, eating healthier really is kind of as much of a key as working out and playing cardio. It just, it, it matters. Um, he, he's, you know, Callie just gets a ton of stuff out of him. I, I really recommend going and taking a look at Dallas morning news on this. The day before she also had a Q&A with uh, Igor Kokoskov about, you know, just working with with Doncic and how that, you know, the the Mavericks offense has really blossomed, you know, since probably mid-January. I don't know, Kirk Goldsberry posted his sort of, you know, uh, efficiency margin thing, which he does on Twitter for ESPN.com. And Dallas, I think, is like 10th in offensive efficiency and 6th in defensive efficiency, which is pretty amazing. That's really what we've been kind of hoping for, that they would be able to get in like a top 10, top 15 in both, uh, because it's it's been um, 
And I want to say that that look is only over the last two weeks. I should probably know that considering I'm doing a podcast over this. Oh, well. But when talking to Kokoskov, she, she, he gives like some really long answers. I know he talked to uh, D Magazine and Mavs Moneyball Zone, uh, is Talk Franco, who, who's probably going to be putting together some pieces on some of the things he did with Dallas. But uh, Igor, you know, said that there's a quote, there's a lot of things you can't put in the stats. It's that's understanding the time, the score, who's hot, who's playing well, when the team needs him to score, when the team needs him to distribute and facilitate for other guys. That's amazing. Understanding the game, it's something that comes with time, comes with this experience, not just basketball IQ. Managing the game, that's impressive to see when a player, uh, see a player that age understanding how to lead the team to victory in whatever the team needs. That's what he provides. Sometimes he scores 51, some games he scores 24, but whatever the team needs, that's what he provides, and that's leadership. <clears throat> and so it's it's really something to you know, read this interview, they, they talk a lot about, you know, just different aspects of coaching and some of the things that the Igor had to, um, you know, put in and what his sort of role is within the Maverick, uh, you know, coaching staff. I, I think she, she really asked some good questions. It's something else I would recommend anybody, uh, go check out on the Dallas morning news. Um, then there's a couple of things that we did that that I thought was at least you know following up on. So with uh, SB Nation, they have us do these React polls, which you can join, and they send you out sort of like short survey level questions. And I put out a post asking the question of, do you as Mavs fans still think the future is bright? You know, it's like kind of a yes no question uh, now that that the Porzingis trade happened because. A lot of uh, framing of, of the Porzingis trade from national media is that the Mavericks were going, like, taking a definitive step back, uh, that they weren't necessarily going to be a top four team in the West. And of respondents, 84% of Mavericks fans feel better about the team's future after the Porzingis trade. That number to me, the 84%, is really shocking. And I think part of it has to do with the social media that I'm on, where I get a lot of feedback from people who, and uh, you know, about the Mavericks and Porzingis super fans were not shy. None of them were rude or anything like that, but they're just very, very into letting you know that they think that the Mavericks, um, that they think that the the Mavericks are are now worse without Porzingis. And so far, that's not necessarily been the case. Uh, it, it's something to obviously keep an eye on. I'm still unclear about how I feel about their ceiling, but. You know, I thought Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans have looked very functional. I mean, they're not superstars, but, you know, Dinwiddie's, you know, he's plus wingspan is really something to watch. I've really gotten a kick out of it. Um, then lastly, they they had me uh, check in on some of my preseason predictions for Mavs Moneyball for the entire SB Nation site. I apparently went nuts and uh, predicted a 53 and... 29 record for the Mavericks this year and a four seed. Now it's pretty hilarious to me that they are 35 and 24 uh, and they're the fifth seed in the West right now. So I still sort of think that the fourth seed is within grasp. If the Mavericks can keep playing at a level, it's just, uh, it's a curious thing to me how much Luca, how long Luca can play like this uh, in the game since Porzingis left, he's averaging a, he has a 47% usage rate, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Um, I sort of think that they're going to finish, uh, you know, 48 and 34. They only have 23 games after the all-star break. 
Um, I think that's right. So, you know, winning, winning, you know, 14, what do I have him here? Winning 13 more games out of those 23, I think is entirely doable, particularly at the, at the rate that they are um, playing lately. Uh, the, the, the preseason predictions are very interesting to look in on because we've really gone the full gambit of what a lot of us thought would happen, both the good and the bad, where in the preseason, I think a lot of, uh, us at Mavs Moneyball were very down on Carlisle's coaching or, uh, Carlisle on Jason Kidd's coaching, but very up on Luca's ability to play after how good he looked at the Olympics. And Instead, for a significant portion of the first 30-something games, it was kids coaching, which rounded the Mavericks into form, and then Lucas' play inevitably caught up as he's rounded into shape. And and I think that's um, I think that's really fun. So there's two more things I want to draw your attention to. The Dallas Mavericks uh, social media team did a 10-minute segment with Luca and Boban. Uh, name that tune. We're going to have a post up about it um, at some point today, which I thought was really fun. And then Luca also did a a like Zoom with uh, eight Make-A-Wish children that the NBA Cares account posted. And I think I'm going to try to put something up about this too, because it's we're starting to see just more of Luca's personality. And I, I mean, it's it's like five minutes of like genuinely moving stuff where Luca's really earnest. And, I, you know, we've seen him be emotional in the context of, like, a highly competitive uh, basketball game, but I've not really seen him be like this because we normally get sort of the PR-washed stuff where it's put through and he's just, um, you know, you get photos, you know, you, you see, like, snippets and things like that. But this is, this is like, one of the first things I can remember where it's just, like, it's it's very raw. I'm a, I, I really highly recommend it. Um, so if you're listening to this on Saturday, the All-Star Saturday night is tonight on TNT. Uh, I expect like Luca will probably be there, but he's basically the only Maverick that's represented in the entire All-Star weekend, um, which sort of goes to show sort of, in my opinion, like the levels of talent that the Mavericks actually have on the roster. There's not like any specific specialized guy that's in the three-point contest. They don't have anybody hyper-athletic in the All-Star or uh, in the dunk contest. I don't think there's anybody in the skills challenge. The skills challenge is really weird. And I wish they would bring back the shooting stars. I thought that that was pretty fun. But I just, I really enjoy All-Star Saturday night because it's it's all these guys getting together and it seems like a thing that nobody wants to do until they're actually there. So all these guys have a whole bunch of fun. Um, we'll be back. Uh, if I'm not back on Sunday, we'll definitely be back on Monday talking about Luca's performance in the All-Star break and anything else that could possibly happen. Wait, wait. There was one more thing that I wanted to discuss before we move on. Uh, Callie, when she talked to Luca uh, for her one-on-one, Luca referenced Goran Dragic as my guy. And, you know, he, he kind of beats around it. But it's very interesting to me that the Mavericks aren't going to go get Goran Dragic. It's just one of these things where it's been written about so much and covered so much that I just thought it was a thing that was absolutely going to happen, and it just doesn't seem to be the case. And for Luca to to be so direct about it uh, that he, he basically wants to play with Goran is something that it's just strange to me that that the Mavericks aren't going to make that happen in some way, shape, or form. Okay, guys, everyone, uh, appreciate you giving me part of your Saturday. Have a good weekend.